Oh, yes, everybody. Here we are. WrestleMania week is upon us, and we've got a just boatload of content to get through tonight. We will do the best we can with the limited amount of time that we have and get through everything that happened in this week in WWE. Everything from Brock Lesnar hanging out in Roman Reigns' lounge to Ronda Rousey not wanting to say the word women in Women's Championship. Oh, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about and so much more. Let's get ready for not just this show, but guys, it's WrestleMania week. Let's get going right after this. Today's show is brought to you by another great podcast, the Brian Keene Podcast. With well over 5 million downloads, the Brian Keene Podcast is the number one health show in Ireland and is rapidly growing in the United States and throughout the rest of the world. The host, Brian Keene, is a former elementary school teacher turned certified nutritionist and qualified personal trainer who interviews the world's leading experts on all things nutrition, health, and fitness. The podcast guests range from the New York Times bestselling authors and professional athletes to the world's leading dietitians, mindset coaches, and fitness influencers. One of the most recent episodes was with five-time fittest man on earth and multiple CrossFit Games champion Matt Frasser who has amassed an online Instagram following of over 2.4 million followers. If health, fitness, or mindset is something you're interested in, then go subscribe, follow, or listen to the Brian Keen Podcast everywhere podcasts are found. Again, it's the Brian Keen Podcast, K-E-A-N-E. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants, me. Mickey, let's, let's go to WrestleMania. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. This is my honor. You're going to acknowledge me. Oh, yes, everybody. Welcome to the WWE Podcast. It is Sunday, March 27th, 2022. And I uh, thank everybody for joining me here on our flagship show for the week. And guys, we made it. It's WrestleMania week. Here we are, unbelievably, a week from right now, almost, it's 10.30 p.m. as I record this, Eastern Standard Time. So about this time, a week from now, we will know everything that happened at WrestleMania. <clears throat> we will be going nuts, probably, with the amount of content that you can consume, I can create, and many other shows that I'm sure you listen to are going to be doing the same thing. There's going to be so much to talk to and so much, so much to talk about. It's going to be exhausting and so much for you to listen to and absorb and to digest that it's it's really going to be overwhelming. I'm, I'm kind of glad they, they decided to move forward with the two night event. I think that the pandemic is one of the that's one of the small things and at least one of the, I guess, positive side effects that came from the pandemic is uh, this two night event that they decided to split it into. And with WrestleMania um, that the, 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 the quiet WrestleMania that we had. That was just um, never forgot, right? WrestleMania 36 is the quiet pandemic warehouse WrestleMania and one that we never want to relive. But this is the first WrestleMania, guys. If there's anything you should be excited about, too, don't forget, this is the first WrestleMania since WrestleMania 35 that we've had a full house with 85,000 people screaming. Don't forget that. WrestleMania 35 was the main event of Becky Charlotte Ronda. 36 was in front of no one with Brock Lesnar being beaten by Drew McIntyre. I still feel bad for McIntyre on that moment 
uh, not being able to celebrate with fans. I mean, he had so much momentum going into that matchup. And then you had WrestleMania 37 in front of a partially packed house last year. That felt really good to have fans back, and everybody was excited about that. Now we are back full force for the first time in three years. It's awesome. It's awesome. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that many fans losing their minds, getting back to normal. And we are going to be full force in here uh, in WrestleMania mode starting right now. I mean, like this is the the moment when we're going to be going crazy with WrestleMania content. You guys are going to be just overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that's been going on and will go on. So here's our schedule. Enough for me blabbering. Our schedule is going to be as follows. Tomorrow is uh, my weekly show with Anthony DeMarco. And then Thursday, or rather Tuesday is the Raw Review. Wednesday is going to be our mailbag. And by the way, Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan are taking over this week's mailbag for the emails. So send them away. Go crazy with your emails. You can email me at mailbag at wwepodcast.com. You can also... Uh, send us if you're a patron you can send us your message in the internal messaging system there uh, send away guys because mr and mrs casual wrestling fan are going to be joining us not only this week but the week after wrestlemania he's they're going to get to respond both of them mr and mrs are going to be able to respond and, and hear what you guys have to say and respond to everything that happened at wrestlemania next week so we're getting a back-to-back dose of mr and mrs casual wrestling fan i'm looking forward to it because not only are they great to listen to, and they're super smart about wrestling and, and have just they have so much fun, you can tell, and they have really good chemistry, but also it, it lifts the load off my shoulders. <laughs> Selfishly, I don't have to do as much work, which is awesome, and I really do appreciate their efforts um, for in, in what they do here and contribute to the show. So they're going to be joining us not just this week, but next week. I can't wait. And so send your emails, and I'll be uh, I'll be I'll be taking the voicemail. So <clears throat> please. Continue to send your voicemails. I will be doing those as well. So you can't escape me. I'm everywhere. You cannot escape me. That's creepy. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be the Tuesday, Wednesday lineup. Thursday's probably going to be, at least for me, a break. Uh, but you'll, you'll probably hear from Zach Smith, who covers NXT uh, around Thursday. <clears throat> and then Friday is your rivalries. But also Friday with, with Anthony DeMarco. By the way, if you guys haven't checked out Anthony DeMarco's coverage of Triple H, his career, at, at least in a, a brief order that he did in, in a great analysis, check out Anthony DeMarco's podcast that he did on Friday, Triple H, his career. You could do many, 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 many podcasts. You could have an entire show dedicated to his career. I mean, it's amazing, the career that he had. So check that out. But um, Friday is also going to be our preview and prediction show. I'm going to try to get the one and only Ashley Mann here on the show. We're going to talk about WrestleMania all the predictions and everything's going to be dropping Friday. And then, of course, Saturday is WrestleMania. Sunday's WrestleMania. I'm going to try to do some kind of part one, part two analysis to follow with the show. It may not be that night. It may be the following morning that I do the analysis and review, as well as not just Sunday morning, but Monday morning following real WrestleMania. Or the not real WrestleMania, part two, night two of WrestleMania. So uh, that's going to be the schedule for uh, moving forward. And guys, it's going to be like, the only, I only have like one day off, quote unquote, day off this entire week, not being in front of this microphone. And that's Thursday night. So I'm going to go buck wild. Maybe maybe I'll just like go crazy and like play WWE 2K22 or something. Yeah. Um, but by the, by the way, guys, 2K22, really good video game. I have a PS4. I can't snag a PS5. I have a real problem trying to get the PS5. I can't do it. <laughs> it's been nearly two freaking years and I cannot get myself a PS5 along with many, many others I know. I'm not alone, but I feel like I am. 
I've never seen a product sold out consistently for two years. I know there's a chip shortage. I understand all that. Regardless, how is there a shortage for two years on a single product? How is that even? It's it's almost unfathomable. So anyway, because uh, I was trying to snag a PS5, not just for WWE 2K22, but just for, you know, uh, future gaming and GTA six, which, you know, maybe in some time in our lifetimes we'll get. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm complaining and, and yelling into the ether here and listening to the sound of my own voice. Um, but uh, one last thing I want to tell you guys about, uh, beyond the ad free, everything you can get on Patreon, which guys, by guys, guys, it's a great time to join Patreon. You get to talk to all the other patrons about wrestling in the biggest wrestling week of the entire year for a dollar. Don't forget about that. A dollar gets you in the door. Everything ad free. Your Discord server at uh, patreon.com slash WWE podcast. But also we added a $5 tier. We added something in between the dollar and $10 tier at a lot of people's requests. The the $5 tier is going to get you everything ad free, a shout out on the show, all that. But it's also going to get you video updates that are exclusive to the SmackDown tier, which is the $5 tier and higher. So you won't see that on the uh, NXT dollar tier, but uh, you will get that from the SmackDown tier, which is $5 a month and higher. So I can I consider that if you're interested. Also, our website at WWPodcast.com. Use the promo code WrestleMania and you get at 50% off your first month for everything ad free plus video updates. And uh, lastly, you can go to our, um, our our Apple podcast subscription, which provides an ad free experience as well for 99 cents a month, $10 a year. All right. What a hell of an intro. Um, but I wanted to give you guys a schedule and of course do my shameless plugs so you guys can, um, get the, all, get all the information you need. Right. So, okay, let's move on to, let's talk about WWE this week, guys. And I'm going to start out off with Brock Lesnar. That's the last thing on my mind was Brock Lesnar, um, and his rampage that he went on at the end of SmackDown where he destroyed the, uh, local wrestling, independent wrestlers, i.e. security, quote unquote. And, I mean, it's fun to see Brock Lesnar beat people up. But, man, uh, Brock just can't get his hands on Roman, can he? It's kind of making Brock look a little bit, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say stupid, but you'd think Brock would come up with a little bit more of an elaborate plan, kind of a little bit more of a, a sneaky plan than just sitting in front or sitting in Roman's locker room in front of a, a camera that he knows is on him if he's trying to beat up Roman Reigns and he should know better that Roman's not just going to walk in there and he's just, he's going to get a piece of Roman Reigns. I'm nitpicking, but I I guess I'm just ready for this program to be over. That's, I think the the message that I'm sending as WWE likes to send their own messages. I can send mine too. I'm just ready for this program to be done. I I mean, it's been, it's been since WrestleMania 31. This is that program has essentially been going on since they had their first encounter where Seth Rollins infamously cashed in and Michael Cole had one of his best quotes of his career, the heist of the century. I've been ready for, for a while and, and it's just, I'm done with it. I just want to see the conclusion. Can we just get to it? Whatever the big thing is again, I will say this. You can't just call something the biggest WrestleMania match of all time and not have something really, 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 really big planned. And the only thing I, as I've said for weeks and I won't waver from this cause they haven't given me a reason to, I think the rock appears at the end. And rock bottoms, Roman Reigns, and we're off to the races for a year of a, of a build or six months till SummerSlam, whatever it is. That's what I think. If, if nothing happens and Roman Reigns just retains, I mean, how? I don't know. I guess I'll be I'll be happy that Roman retained in a way because I don't think Brock should be the one to beat Roman Reigns to end his streak and his 
amazing run he's on. But I'll also be disappointed that it's like, really, the, how is that the biggest WrestleMania match of all time? You know, Hulk, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, Hogan Warrior, you know, Austin Rock, part one, two, or three, take your pick. You know, um, among many others, Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair's final match, Shawn Michaels and Taker, 25 and 26 when Shawn Michaels retired. Triple H at 27 and 28. How can you tell me? I mean, none of those. Of course, we all know if you if you just have any history wrestling, uh, wrestling knowledge, you know that this is just a marketing slogan by WWE, one that I think infuriates a lot of fans. But also you have to have something really big planned. I mean, that's a there's marketing and then there's there's something that's beyond you. You, you can't call this the biggest WrestleMania match and not have something planned. So that's what I'm thinking. But um Anyway, Brock Lesnar, he went crazy, beat up a couple of security guys, wrapped some steel chairs around them, and uh, Roman escaped up the ramp after he told Brock to get out of his locker room or he's going to put his head through the wall. And Brock comes out and um, comes through the crowd. I don't know why he came through the crowd. That was weird. Did he not know his way to the uh, to, to Gorilla? That, that, that was just bizarre how he went through the crowd. I, I don't know. I just I'm like, hey, dude, what? this doesn't make sense. But OK, he's just coming through the crowd and he gets stopped by security and then beats up security as Roman retreats. And that was that. And um, he's holding his steel chair up. Uh, now, again, they still have two shows to go here because they're actually going to be both on Monday Night Raw. Don't forget, WWE advertised that last week where we have Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar on the same show. So I'm assuming we'll get the same formula of Roman being surrounded by his entourage of many layers of protection and Brock just can't get to him. I mean, that, that's been the formula now for three weeks since we incessantly saw the the attack that Roman Reigns uh, put on Brock Lesnar at Madison Square Garden and bloodied him. I mean, we've, we've seen that so many times. It's, 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 it's just too much, and we'll see it more as video packages continue to be made for this program. But, I mean, it's been the same formula now, formula now for three weeks. And on one on one sense, I understand it because I'm a big fan of building heat and building heat and building heat and wanting to see your baby face get his hands on the heel and just beat the holy hell out of him. But in the same sense, it's also a bit, I guess, uh, repetitive. So it's just like the same formula, just kind of a different way to get there where Brock does this or that and still can get his hands on Roman. I don't know. I'm feeling neutral about it. Um, I'm feeling neutral. I, I'm not going to, I don't really feel one way or the other. As I said, at the beginning of this topic with Roman and Brock, I'm just ready for this to be over. That's all. It's really that simple. I'm ready for, to see the conclusion. What's the payoff. I'm assuming Brock probably goes away and hides in Saskatchewan again on his farm, collects a big fat paycheck and royalties and paydays and, and WrestleMania payoffs and good for him. I'm not knocking on him at all. Good for freaking Brock Lesnar for doing that. But I'm imagining that's what happens. And we get um, Brock maybe coming back near SummerSlam or something like that. But that's my that's my assumption. I could be totally wrong. And Brock's here for another, you know, six months. But that's been usually been the, uh, the, the routine for Brock Lesnar is it always usually begins and ends at WrestleMania in terms of his contract start and end dates. So that's... That's what I'm guessing. So Roman Reigns, I mean, I, I don't think there's anybody on this planet that believes Brock Lesnar, at least most people, I shouldn't say nobody, most people, the majority, I think believe that it's going to be Roman Reigns retaining and also 
becoming the WWE. They actually came up with a name for it this week. It was like the WWE uh, Undisputed Universal Champion. I think it was something like that. So they are going to add the word undisputed into it, I think, unless that was just vocabulary to stick into the promo and not thought out of that's what we're naming this unified belt. I, I think that's what they'll go with is the I believe it was and somebody will correct me if, if I'm wrong. I'm sure the WWE undisputed universal champion. That's what we're calling it, I guess. So it's just it's just a world champion, right? And it's just it's just a world champion. Uh, you can cut it any way you like. That's really what it is. But anyway, let me know what you guys think about this program. Are you ready for it to be over to? Are you just like, hey, um, this is even if it's entertaining to you, like even if you're loving this program, you, you can't tell me that you, you know, you're not ready for this to just reach its conclusion. Right. Like what what have they been thinking about? What have they been saying? Oh, this is going to be big, guys. It's going to be this. I mean, imagine if this program continues past WrestleMania. It's possible. I mean, it's possible that Brock Lesnar loses, but then challenges again at Backlash. We don't call it WrestleMania Backlash here. Uh, at Backlash, Brock Lesnar challenges Roman Reigns again, and, and maybe it's his final time. You know, I can see that happening. I hope not. I'm totally done with Cowboy Brock and uh, Roman Reigns here. All right. Well, um, let's let's shift gears here. And and I, I was going to save this as a hook for later in the show, but I feel... So adamant about this. I feel so adamant about this because it's it's centered around Ronda Rousey and it this to me, this segment that she did, her promo that she like whispers into. Um, I mean she she like whispers into the mic or she doesn't have a promo voice. She doesn't project well. She just talks like she's talking to somebody in a quiet room. And and I don't know like why no one said to her, Hey Rhonda, you know, uh, speak up. I know you have a microphone that, you know, obviously magnifies your voice by a hundred, but can you also project your voice a little bit deeper? It's like she's, I'm serious. It's like she's whispering to somebody at a, I don't know, some kind of like communion or something. I mean, I, she's in church and she's like whispering to the person next to her. It's, I don't know. It's always been a thing with her. I always have to, even at home, I have to turn up the volume. Like, what is she saying? Can you? Can you speak louder? You know, but it, that even really wasn't the problem for me. I mean, that's just a consistent problem with her. She just like, again, whispers, but also it's the content of this one. Not necessarily about, oh, I've lost count of how many people I've broken their arms. You'll just be another nameless victim. That's what she said to Charlotte, who was, I guess, via satellite, uh, which was fine. That, that line I had no problem with. She started to, I guess, gain a little bit more bass in her voice as the promo went on. But the problem I had was that she screwed up her lines and then dissed the championship itself. Like She screwed up her lines. She just transposed a couple of words and then got angry at the name of the championship because she couldn't get it right. So instead of taking ownership or moving on or pretending it didn't happen, she has to she has to knock the name of the championship as the problem. You talk about a projection of irresponsibility. I mean, what I mean by that, if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, if you're like, just explain it, Matt. On SmackDown, Ronda Rousey messed up her words. She said the, uh, I think she said, and I will become the SmackDown or the women's SmackDown champion or something like that. Instead of saying SmackDown women's champion, she said women's SmackDown champion. And then she knew she screwed up. 
and then said, you know, kind of said, I don't, I don't even know why we need to say women's. I'm the SmackDown champion. Well, hey, Rhonda, you want to know why you need to say it? Because that's the name of the championship. But there's an idea. And somebody out there may say, well, they don't call it the men's universal champion. Yeah, because that's not the name of it. Okay, I'm not going to get it. I'm sure somebody out there is wanting to have a political debate or something because I'm I know it's teetering on that. I, I'm not trying to. But look, the fact that I'm, I'm talking about just objective reality here, the name of the championship, you need to respect the name of the belt. You don't just get to just omit words or at least get angry on air and and bury the belt that you're trying to win by getting mad at the fact that you screwed up the line and then dissing the name of the belt. That's not how this works, Rhonda. I mean, it wasn't planned. You could tell this was not something that she was uh, was told to do. You could tell it was a spur of the moment. Like, oh, screw this. I, I was told to say women's, uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship. But it, why do we need to say women? Uh, Rhonda, because it's the name of the part. It's part of the name of the belt. What are you going to be called? The SmackDown champion? Is that's that's I guess what she was getting at. Uh, I, I mean, I you could, but wouldn't that cause a little confusion? I mean, I never thought it was derogatory to put the women phrase in there. Okay, I, I thought it was actually good and nice that they put the women's name in there. They put that gender in there because I think it puts and shines light on the women's division, a division that was forgotten and sexualized and objectified for decades. And as a 14-year-old boy, I enjoyed that. But as I grew older and realized, like, you know, that's not what I watch wrestling for. I like to see the women in competitive competition. And we got that. And it's been awesome since, generally, with ups and downs. And I have no problem with it. How many times were people screaming with the Divas Championship that, you know, call it women's, 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 and the women's belt was brought back and all was right in the world. And Rhonda is, um, again, just she just, it's one of those moments that you could read into as I'm bigger than the business. That's that's what that meant to me. That's the feeling I got. And I will I will go to my grave with that. No one's going to convince me otherwise that Rhonda believes she's bigger than the WWE. I, I, I think she's actually, to me, not relevant anymore. She I'm sorry, like she she's not relevant anymore. She had her time in the sun. She did decently in WWE. And since that time, she went and had a baby and good for her. And she's on a farm and milking goats or whatever the hell she's doing and making fun of everyone that also loves wrestling yet is also collecting a paycheck from the company that people pour their money into to pay to see you. Um, I, I, you know, Ronda Rousey is just an ego maniac. She's a just a narcissistic ego maniac, kind of a I know it's a re- repetitive language there, but. Ronda Rousey is just, I think, a just insufferable person. I mean, I don't know. I just get that feeling from her. I have no interest in seeing Ronda Rousey. I don't care. Somebody can make the skate. Oh, she's a star. Yeah, but like, so she's not good on the mic. She's got a much different style in the ring. She's very ugly. Look, she's a hell of an athlete. She could kick a lot of ass still, I'm sure, but. In terms of WWE needing her, that time is gone. I think the female, the wrestlers were doing just fine. And yes, everyone's all hyped for Ronda coming back at Royal Rumble. And it's for, for a moment, you're like, oh, cool. And then you realize, oh, now everything's going to be centered around Ronda Rousey, right? Oh, here comes Ronda. Everything's going to revolve around her and everything has, you know, uh, the other women don't get a chance. So a lot of them got had, had to get put in this 
meaningless women's tag title match, you know, like Sasha Banks, who I think would have been a great opponent for Charlotte at WrestleMania. But hey, I don't know. I, I guess I, I'll get off the, the the Ronda Rousey bashing bandwagon, and you know, I get I can hear all the I can hear all the arguments against it. Right? Like, oh, it's a big star. It's good for WWE. Again, um, I just that's how I feel about it. She's not for me, and that's the other thing for me too. Is like. It's not just on a character level. I think her character is very one-dimensional. Very. Actually, I should say two-dimensional. Again, happy and super angry is all she has emotion-wise. I mean, that's like the the range of her emotions. And that's it. But, um, you know, Ronda Rousey to me is is not just character-wise a problem. And also taking up a spotlight that should go to a younger star that they can build on. But also, as like a, a a person, every everything I've seen from her as a as a human being, as like not on camera, is not somebody that I would ever want to hang out with. I mean, I know that's a big blow to her because I'm sure she listens to this and is like, "What?" You know, I probably just put her into a mild depression. So if she seems sad on Saturday or Sunday, whatever she's competing, it's it's my fault. Okay. She probably listens to this, and I'm sure she's um, a bit distraught. So I didn't mean to kind of air our dirty laundry here publicly, but I guess that's the way it goes. So anyway, needless to say, I hope Ronda Rousey just goes away at WrestleMania. Just just, just disappears into thin air. You, you, you don't see her. Just She's just not mentioned again, you know. But uh, all right, let's take a quick break for uh, the sponsor of the show. And then on the other side, I'm going to dive into much more about SmackDown. Uh, We had Sami Zayn cut a quick promo in Johnny Knoxville. Uh, The women's tag team division, and I say that extremely loosely, one that was thrown together because it had to be for WrestleMania with all the women that weren't doing anything are in the uh, battle row. They had a whole big brawl. And one of the biggest travesties that I saw in a long time on a graphic for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're going to get into that and so much more. So stay right here. Today's show is brought to you by another great podcast, The Brian Keen Podcast. With well over 5 million downloads, The Brian Keen Podcast is the number one health show in Ireland and is rapidly growing in the United States and throughout the rest of the world. The host, Brian Keen, is a former elementary school teacher turned certified nutritionist and qualified personal trainer who interviews the world's leading experts on all things nutrition, health, and fitness. The podcast guests range from the New York Times bestselling authors and professional athletes to the world's leading dietitians, mindset coaches, and fitness influencers. One of the most recent episodes was with five-time fittest man on earth and multiple CrossFit Games champion Matt Frasser, who has amassed an online Instagram following of over 2.4 million followers. If health, fitness, or mindset is something you're interested in, then go subscribe. Follow or listen to the Brian Keen podcast everywhere podcasts are found. Again, it's the Brian Keen podcast, K E A N E. Check out the Irish Whip Wrestling playlist on the Suicide Fighter YouTube channel. The Irish Whip Wrestling playlist features matches from WWE and AEW stars such as AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Christopher Daniels, and many more. The Irish Whip Wrestling Playlist at Suicide Fighter YouTube channel is where you have to go. Go check it out. Welcome back to the WWE Podcast 
Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. Okay, let's dive into a little bit more of what happened on SmackDown, and then we'll get into some of the things that happened on Raw. Not a full Raw review, but um, definitely talk about some important items. So let's talk a little bit about SmackDown here as far as uh, the travesty that I saw on the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal graphic. And if you saw it, I mean, it's a glaringly obvious trigger if you are a fan of Finn Balor. Okay, you have your United States champion. He defeated Damian Priest for the championship. A guy that main evented in September with Roman Reigns as the demon. Yes, he took the loss, the broken rope, all that. And he has really been just such a much more polished and even more so in polished and improved wrestler since coming back from NXT. One of the better promos and underrated promos that WWE has that I don't think they realize how good he is. And obviously in the ring, we all know what he can do in the ring. He's just otherworldly. And did I mention he's your United States champion? And he's in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal competing for a make-believe prize? So what, he can stand there and, and, and pose at ringside like Andre the Giant because everyone who wins that has to do that by corporate mandate? I mean, I, I don't think he'll win. I hope he doesn't win. I actually hope he just gets eliminated right off the bat. I mean, and I, it's weird for me to say that, but I actually don't want him to be remembered for this match. I, I really don't uh, because he's deserving much more of this. And, and, and it's really a shame that you have Finn Balor, one of the best workers and best talkers that, that they have, is in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and doesn't have a match. And he's the United States champion and main evented a pay-per-view just, a, what, five, six months ago with Roman Reigns. It's really unbelievable what is what sometimes they they can and can't come up with. And how can you tell me you can't find an opponent or opponents for, for Finn Balor in that, in, in, for his championship? Is there no one complaining, hey, look, I've, uh, I, I don't know who's challenged Finn Balor for that belt, but I want to. It also, again, it diminishes the, the value of the championship itself, too, not because Finn Balor is holding it, but because of the position of the belt, that it's a forgotten entity at the biggest stage of them all. And it also kind of undercuts their whole narrative that they've been pushing for months now of, well, I, I, don't, I need a path to WrestleMania. If I win a championship, I'll, you know, I'll have a match at WrestleMania. No, you won't. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, anybody could be Finn Balor right now. You don't have to have a championship to be in the Andre, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, I'm pretty, fairly sure that's not a pre-qualification. I mean, Shelton Benjamin's in it. Akira Tozawa's in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. People that have nothing going on. It's the it's the catch-all. It's the it's the the spillover, the, the forgotten ones, the land of misfit toys that WWE had nothing and no plans for at WrestleMania, and we're like, oh, crap. You know, guys, we, we, we forgot all these people over here. Oh, what do we do? Oh, let's create a match that they, well, they, they can be a part of and it'll be a prestigious trophy. It looks like a little league. Okay, I'll, I'll say this. I'm sure the quality of the trophy is fine, but it, it means as much as a little league trophy you get in you know elementary school when you're on a, you know, a, a, a baseball softball team and you just get a trophy to get a trophy because you participated, right? 
And you can't tell. Okay, Andre the Giant, by the way, uh, he did not, and it was not known for battle royal competitions. Okay, that's not his thing. Andre the Giant was not known for those matches. Okay, I, I understand the the premise that oh well, he's he's a legend, and no one could throw him over the top rope. Yeah, I understand that. But what's what's when you think of Andre the Giant? Do you think of man? How many Royal Rumbles did he win? No, you don't. You think of Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania three, probably number one, right? The the, the slam that was heard around the world. Hogan tore his back. I remember he, he, during an interview he said that. I mean, that's what you think of. You think of larger than life. You think of him uh, in you know what, what what movie? He was in a couple of movies too. Like uh, it wasn't uh, what the what movie was he in? It was Princess Bride. Not a Prince. Jeez, not Princess Bride. <laughs> what the hell was it? I can't remember the name of the movie. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he he was in many movies. He literally was larger than life, known for his drinking, for better or worse. The amount of alcohol he could consume in a single sitting is would kill about ten men. You know, so I mean, Andre the Giant. I'm sorry to name it after him. I mean, I understand they're trying to, you know, put a tribute to him, but it, it's like saying it's the Brock Lesnar um, ladder match champion or uh, trophy, right? Like, okay, well, thanks for honoring Brock, but he wasn't known for ladder matches. You know, I don't know. I guess I'm going off the deep end here. My point about Finn Balor, though, is what? Like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean. I don't understand it. I don't understand. You can't tell me you couldn't find a suitable opponent or opponents for him. That's just, it's not an excuse for me. It doesn't fit. It, it doesn't compute, I should say. So, all right, let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about SmackDown. WWE did have Sami Zayn come out and uh, cut a promo on Johnny Knoxville. And it was what it was. You know, it's, it's exactly what you'd imagine. He just... Talked about Johnny Knoxville and how he can do anything. And he's had nothing but time to think about what he's going to do. All the ways to hurt Johnny Knoxville. I'm very scared about this match. I got to say that Johnny Knoxville is going to win. Uh, I'm very scared. Um, all right. Let's go on here. What else happened on SmackDown? We got Shinsuke Nakamura with Rick Boogs defeating Jimmy Uso after landing the Kinshasa. Um, yeah, that was, that, that was a thing. But, I mean, good magic. Rick, boy, I mean, the biggest thing out of this whole thing is Rick Boogs. I continue to say that. His reaction, crowd reaction, has got to be getting the eyes and ears of Vince McMahon. Uh, Drew McIntyre promised to wipe the floor with Happy Corbin. That's another thing that happened. And, yep, I mean, he's been saying that for months. I thought he already did it, and then he continues to do it, and then we're still getting a match for it at WrestleMania. Fine. I mean, I don't know what to say about this. It was nice to see Corbin back as the poor homeless dude. That I mean, it, that was so entertaining. I miss that. I don't think they got all the juice out of that they could, that they could have. There's more there, but they wanted to move on with Happy Corbin. Then we got. Let's see here. Uh, oh, Xavier Woods taking on Ridge Holland after um, he. You know, it wasn't the return spoiled. Somebody said the the return was spoiled by the ring announcer. No, I guess I was half paying attention, but. We did get Xavier Woods beating Rich Holland with a roll-up. Yeah, that's how Xavier Woods comes back. The crowd was very receptive. Shame on you. Uh, shame on you guys. To Xavier Woods. Uh, fine. Then, let's see here. Oh, Angel Garza takes out Ricochet. 
but it was because of a distraction by Humberto Carrillo. Carrillo. And then Garza challenged, or I'm sorry, Ricochet then challenged Humberto to a match, and he also lost to Carrillo. So he loses twice. Now, both of them were tainted victories, their heels, because the second match, Ricochet had his leg being held by Angel Garza underneath the ring. So they both helped one another win their matches. At least they didn't do 50-50 booking. I'd appreciate this more than that. So I got to say, it was a nice segment for all involved here, especially for Ricochet. He's starting to show a little bit of fire and not just laying down, taking a, a, a loss. And also Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo, who have gotten more TV time in a week than they have in the last few months. It, it was fine for me. And I, I think that they're generating some nice heat. I mean, the, the way that they smile... Just the way that they are, you make you want to just slap the face, you know, slap the smile right off their face. I just the kiss cam. You can't tell me that there is a perfect, un- a perfect, attractive young lady who's single and willing to be a part of the kiss cam in the same part of the crowd every single time that they come out. I mean, the odds of that are really just insurmountable. I know it's part of their act. But it's a different, like, I mean, how do they cast this, by the way? I mean, do they have just a bunch of extras and they're like, all right, who's a, a really cute kind of like, you know, kind of Latino looking woman? Like, who's out there? Anybody want to raise their hand and get, you know, a kiss on the cheek from two men tonight? How does that work? They just maybe survey the local independent wrestlers and say, OK, who's got an attractive, you know, exotic looking woman? How does this work? I don't know. But it just it's really impossible to believe that they have. Every single time they come out, perfectly placed, attractive woman in the same place, by the way. I don't know. Anyway, so a good heat for both of them, though. I I did enjoy that. And it did make me want to see Ricochet take them both out. And it looks like he will get that opportunity at um, next next uh, next Thursday, which, by the way, or next Friday, they're now calling it WrestleMania Smackdown. Uh, Can we stop? I think they did this last year, too. No. It's not WrestleMania SmackDown's not a thing. Just like WrestleMania Backlash is not a thing. It's either WrestleMania or it's not. I know that they know that WrestleMania has such brand value that if they attach the word WrestleMania to anything that it'll get people's attention, but they're now watering down what WrestleMania is. I mean, not only is it now two nights, which I'm fine with, but they're now on either side of WrestleMania. The SmackDown before and the, uh, the the pay-per-view after are now attaching the WrestleMania brand to it, thinking that it's going to somehow enhance the interest in it. Anybody that has a couple of brain cells rubbed together, as I say, it just, it's very obvious that that's not the case. And if this is WrestleMania SmackDown, what's, what makes this different from any other Wrestle, any other SmackDown? Somebody explain that to me. How is this different other than attaching the WrestleMania name to this next show? I don't know. I, I get into these details and people get annoyed at me for that. But WWE should be called out for their crap when they try to do this stuff. Because it's just such a watering down of what WrestleMania is. To me, WrestleMania is a singular event. Should we call the um the the final the final Friday night SmackDown before the Royal Rumble the Royal Rumble SmackDown? I mean, are we gonna start calling every pay-per-view or every show directly Proceeding or or uh, subsequent to a pay per view, premium live event, just part of the name of the pay per view now. Like what? 
I don't know. All right, I'll move on, guys. I know you want me to move on. I'll move on. I'm just some of that crap really annoys me. All right. Um, let's see. We got Austin Theory who slapped Pat McAfee in the head again and then took off. Pat was informed that if he was, you know, if if he was physically provoked, he could retaliate. Well, why couldn't he retaliate a few weeks ago when uh, Austin Theory did that and then he did retaliate? What makes this any different? All right, I don't know. Um, we had Austin Theory, though, then just really kind of run to his daddy's office, so to speak, Mr. McMahon, and hide behind the door as Pat went back to commentary. So not really much to talk about there. Uh, then we got, let's see here, Sasha Banks defeating Queen Zelina and um, Rhea Ripley and Shayna after they were in a fatal four-way match. And this was uh, after he she had Zelina in the bank statement, but... Earlier in the match, she also had like a double bank statement. I think it might have also been on Zelina and Rhea Ripley at the same time. And it makes you just wish for Sasha to just already be out of this tag team. It makes you really hope that is even if you're a Sasha Banks fan, that she does not win the women's tag team titles at WrestleMania because we all know what happens. Number one, what's going to first thing that's going to happen is you're going to have like three of the four teams immediately dissolve because they're not real teams to begin with. They're just rentals for WrestleMania. That's all they are. There's just a rental to make it appear as if there's a real tag team division in which there's not. And then after that, they're going to go unopposed and disappear for uh, like at least two months. And you think I'm exaggerating. Look at the history of when they, whoever wins the women's tag team titles, it's never a good follow-up very rarely. I mean, I think the only one that was at least halfway decent was Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax that overperformed, you know, they weren't always good, and everyone clamored for Shayna to get out of that tag team, but at least they, I think, elevated the tag, time, tag team titles for the women. But when there's no division, I mean, it's it's tough. And they just clearly just create one out of thin air for, for uh, WrestleMania convenience. So that was essentially SmackDown, guys. Um, decent show. We move over to Raw. I think the biggest thing coming out of this, two things. Oh, a few things, actually. Raw, I really enjoyed this week, and I continue to stand by that. Even though uh, Raw's, what, uh, 24 hours away? So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's old news. But Seth Rollins snapped after he lost his, quote-unquote, last WrestleMania chance. We all know that's not true. He addressed the Cody Rhodes rumors. And, well, kind of did but didn't as the Chicago crowd was uh, chanting for Cody, Cody. And then Rollins said, like, you know, hey. I don't listen to rumors and at least acknowledge it was kind of interesting. And so he loses it. And um, he said, I'm, you know, I'm going to have a WrestleMania path next week or Raw's not happening. Essentially, that's what he said. Again, I think Cody Rhodes could appear on Raw tomorrow night or he could appear at WrestleMania. I don't know yet. We'll see. Kevin Owens impersonates Stone Cold Steve Austin brilliantly. And then trolled the crowd not once but twice. The second one really did it for me, as I said. When he trolled the crowd again and and made it look like Awesome was really there because the music hit again. And then he laughed at the crowd. Oh, it was just such good stuff. I mean, I was pissed too because I wanted to see Austin. But I also understand that the payoff and what you want to see is Austin come out and beat the holy hell out of him. And why why shouldn't you have to watch WrestleMania for that to happen? That's what you're gonna. That's what you're gonna want to see. So. I don't think you'll see Stone Cold on Raw tomorrow night. Hell, they've only got one more week. Austin could be, you know, maybe via satellite or I don't know, something. Maybe show up after the show where the cameras are off. 
but either way, I think um, Austin will do something next week to let Kevin Owens know that he's about to, whoop, you know, he's going to whoop his ass in six days or whatever it is. So, but that was great. I mean, it was just Kevin Owens nailed it, nailed it and got true, true heat. Great job. Becky Lynch also killed it on her promo saying, you don't know what I would do to keep this. Just a kind of a quiet building anger for Becky Lynch. She's getting better and better on the mic. I mean, Becky Lynch, man, um, I, I don't know if I want her to lose at WrestleMania. That's a tough matchup to call. I, I don't know if I want her to lose. She is uh, on fire right now. Rey Mysterio got his mask taken by Miz. So that heated up nicely in a way that did want me to see Ray get retribution. Not that I'm complimenting the Miz as a character, because I think he is the least evolved character in the last like 15 years. But I, I did enjoy this as like a heat-seeking moment. It, it accomplished what it needed to. I don't care about Logan Paul. I really don't. I, I, it's just my thing. No, not my thing, rather. So those are really the big ticket items, guys, that happen on Monday Night Raw. And as I look at the, the preview for Raw, we have a massive eight-woman tag team match set for Raw, which... You guessed it. It's pretty much every single person that's in the women's quote-unquote tag team division, LOL. Natalia, Shayna Baszler, we have uh, Queen Zelina and Carmella, Sasha Banks, Naomi, Rhea Ripley, and Liv. Of course, you have the four heels and the four faces on each side. Alpha Academy and the Street Profits lock horns ahead of a triple threat match at WrestleMania, which means Alpha Academy versus Street Profits tomorrow night on Raw. We then have Riddle and Orton, team rated RK Bro, uh, versus the Usos on on uh, Monday night. How they are allowed to come over to Raw is again never explained ever. There's about like 20 times now that they that need explaining, but we'll never get it. Uh, and that's those are the three matches that are uh, pr- that are previewed for Monday Night Raw, as well as Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns advertised to appear on the same show tomorrow night. And they're calling this WrestleMania Raw. God, please don't let them call it that tomorrow night. It's not WrestleMania Raw. That's not a thing. It's either one or the other. It's not a pay-per-view or premium live event. It's not WrestleMania. Again, it's like calling it the Backlash Monday Night Raw, right? Or Survivor Series Monday Night Raw. That's not a thing. And it's clear. Just all right. I'll get off it. I, I just I don't know. It's annoying to me when they just water down what WrestleMania means. But um, that's really the other selling point. Again, is Ra- uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns under the same roof at the same time. So we'll see what happens there. So, guys, thank you so much for joining me. But before I go, if you haven't checked out Ashley Mann's podcast, because she'll be hopefully joining me on Friday for the WrestleMania preview. Check out her show. She has her own podcast. It's called the Kick Ash Podcast. So Kick Ash, K-I-K-A-S-H. That's the name of her show. Really just uh, such a a, a delight to listen to and more wrestling knowledge than I have, I got to say. So check out uh, the Kick Ash Podcast. She has her own and uh, really highly recommend Um, So there's also Football Function done by Michael Ritter, who does our SmackDown review every single John John and Michael do the SmackDown review that drops every single Saturday morning. Check out 
football function, give them some support and love. I'm sure they would uh, really appreciate it. So, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Go ad free on Apple Podcasts. Take advantage of the 99 cents a month while it's still here because it's not going to last forever, at least to WrestleMania, but I don't know beyond. $10 for an entire year on, on Apple Podcasts. Use WrestleMania code or use the code WrestleMania on our website to go VIP and get 50% off your first month. And uh, oh, one last cheap, annoying plug is Patreon. And I say that because it gets you the Discord server for a dollar. You get all our shows ad free, as well as um, you get a shout out on the show. And you also um, have an opportunity if you want to go a little bit higher into the $5 tier you get video updates, which I will be doing frequently this week because it's WrestleMania week. That'll only be available on the SmackDown tier, which is $5 and higher on Patreon. Guys, that's enough of me rap yabbering. So thank you so much for listening. As always, take care. It's WrestleMania week, guys. Hell yeah. Take care. And I'll talk to you next time. Today's show is brought to you by another great podcast, the Brian Keen podcast. With well over 5 million downloads, the Brian Keene podcast is the number one health show in Ireland and is rapidly growing in the United States and throughout the rest of the world. The host, Brian Keene, is a former elementary school teacher turned certified nutritionist and qualified personal trainer who interviews the world's leading experts on all things nutrition, health, and fitness. The podcast guests range from the New York Times bestselling authors and professional athletes to the world's leading dietitians, mindset coaches, and fitness influencers. One of the most recent episodes was with five-time fittest man on earth and multiple CrossFit Games champion Matt Frasser, who has amassed an online Instagram following of over 2.4 million followers. If health, fitness, or mindset is something you're interested in, then go subscribe. Follow or listen to the Brian Keene podcast everywhere podcasts are found. Again, it's the Brian Keene podcast, K-E-A-N-E. Today's show is brought to you by another great podcast, the Brian Keene podcast. With well over 5 million downloads, the Brian Keene podcast is the number one health show in Ireland and is rapidly growing in the United States and throughout the rest of the world. The host, Brian Keene, is a former elementary school teacher turned certified nutritionist and qualified personal trainer who interviews the world's leading experts on all things nutrition, health, and fitness. The podcast guests range from the New York Times bestselling authors and professional athletes to the world's leading dietitians, mindset coaches, and fitness influencers. One of the most recent episodes was with five-time fittest man on earth and multiple CrossFit Games champion Matt Frasser, who has amassed an online Instagram following of over 2.4 million followers. If health, fitness, or mindset is something you're interested in, then go subscribe, follow, or listen to the Brian Keene podcast everywhere podcasts are found. Again, it's the Brian Keene podcast, K-E-A-N-E. Thanks for listening to the WWE podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com and for all of these shows ad free head over to patreon.com slash wwe podcast until then we'll see you next time